<laughs> Some night, huh? On this very night, ten years ago, along this same stretch of road, in a dense fog, just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound, like a garbage truck, dropped off the Empire State Building. And when they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked like this. <laughs> was the worst accident I ever seen. What is up, my dudes? How is everybody doing tonight? I am Teddy. And I'm Kyle. And we are From Beyond the Crypt, a cryptids, creepypastas, and other urban legends podcast. How are you doing tonight, Kyle? I am doing wonderful, Teddy. I I, I just got off work. Uh, it was a it was a pretty boring day. Uh, I'm I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to a, uh, I'm going to a wrestling show, just and, and and then after that, I'll be I'll be working again. But but uh, I'm ready to talk some cryptids with you. It should be a fun episode, and I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I feel you, man. I am also off tomorrow. I am actually fully off for the weekend because I just started my new job. Um, and during training, we have the weekends off. So it's kind of nice to have both days back to back. Oh, yeah. I wish I could get the weekends off. That'd be great. I mean, to me, to me, it's not as great as one would think. Like, I know most people think, yeah, it's the weekend. I'm going to like party and stuff like that. And my mind is... Oh no, it's the weekend. I can't schedule any appointments for the VA because it's a federal business that's not closed or not yeah. open on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you make a good point then there. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm happy with my off days during the week then. Yeah, I mean, once I get out of training, I'll have my yeah. days. So we'll be good. Uh, but we do have some other news for you guys. Kyle, you want to tell them what's going on? Oh, yes. Uh, so. Uh, uh, if you follow us on our Twitter, you may have noticed today that we have recently updated our logo and our artwork. And if, and you know, if for anyone who's, uh, and when you listen to this episode, you'll see, or any of the previous episodes, you'll see our new, uh, our new episode art on your podcast platform. If it allows it, uh, we recently got some, uh, some episode art and logos made by our friend, Angie, uh, and she did a absolutely amazing job. Play, uh, I mean, I, I I literally emailed her our idea, and she took what what we had, uh, tweaked it around some, and I, I feel she honestly perfectly captured what I what I was hoping it would be. Yeah, man, I I agree. She did a great job. I know she had worked with our friends uh, Jesse. Um, on his podcast before and yes. you know, he showed us the artwork from there uh, you know my wife Cece from the Scream Queens uh, they just recently had Pride merch done from her and she did a really good job with that 
Uh, so, you know, I'm really happy that we went with her because oh, yes. I mean, she was super easy to work with, you know, even though, you know, we ended up going with her idea over like what our original idea was like, I like her vision of it way better than ours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, it was, it was nice because she was very like open and considerate about like accommodations, especially for me because I'm handy capable uh, you know, I gave her the option to draw me with or without my wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, and she was she was very receptive of it. You know, she was like, I can draw it in if you want. And I'm like, no, I don't want to make more work for you. But like, you know, you do have that option, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah, I'm, happy I'm, with how it turned out. Yeah. When she emailed, emailed me the final, the final artwork today, I was blown away because like, uh, for, for, for those listening, like uh, when you when we centered the the idea, we told her we kind of wanted our characters to have a, a bit of our likeness, and so she asked us for th- for, for three photos of us. And I figured, I figured, you know, she she, she would do what she could, but and then when I got it, I was blown away because it looks literally just like me and Teddy is is are right there in cartoon form on the artwork. Yeah, she got my surprised look because, like, I don't. Yeah. For anybody who may not know me or seen any of my pictures, um, I have only one angle that I use when I take selfies. So, like, ninety percent of the time, I'm doing the same face, and it looks su- slightly surprised. So she actually incorporated that into the picture, and it perfectly fits given you know the context of what's going on around us so i like how that turned out yeah um i made i made a joke um the other day to cc i was like oh man the one thing she didn't get was the tsm logo in there and i'm like (laughs) that's like i'm i'm so glad like out of all the stuff that happened like something insignificant was like you know it's not even a bother that it's gone yeah She, 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 she she even like uh um it's uh it's, she got my cargo shorts right my yeah. uh, camel cargo shorts yeah, it's, it's great too because on the artwork Teddy's like holding like a flashlight because he's, he's like because sh- uh, because uh, Teddy's sh- shining the light into the into the bushes because in the artwork there we have a uh, we have like a cryptid that's looking through the bushes at us and, and yeah yeah it's Bigfoot yeah and and it literally looks like it literally looks like you're shining the the fly the, the, the light on the artwork and it, and she even captured the the, the whole flashlight effect and everything and, yeah you know the first time I saw it you know what it reminded me of honestly if you've seen the very old school intro to Scooby-Doo where are you right there's actually yeah. a scene where they like shine the flashlight forward at the camera like that and I thought that was a pretty cool homage to that yeah, and like I didn't, I didn't tell her that, but but the, the, that was kind of where my in my head where the vision was going for me. I wanted a bit of of, of Scooby Doo, where are you, art? Uh, yeah. That was the cartoon form I wanted. And uh, I mean, we were also we were also wanting to do the the, the sitting around the fire. Yeah. but you know, we got DCMA again by the Midnight Society. <laughs> you know, they're like, you cannot sit around a campfire. You cannot tell stories. That is our bit. Yeah, guys, apparently the Midnight Society is copyrighted. Fi- uh, uh, copyrighted fire. Uh, uh, listen, man, those those guys don't even know scary stories. All their stories are like happy stories with like the moral <laughs> at the end. Man, ours don't have happy endings. Like that's why they didn't want us there. They didn't want us there yeah. because all of our stories were just plain, you know, 
uh, terror and, you know, fear and pain and not, oh, well, I stopped, I, I, I returned a clown's nose that I stole, so I should be good, right, guys? <laughs> End of the episode. Uh. <laughs> it, 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 it's great, too, because, like, if you really, if you zoom in, uh, she even captured, uh, it's it's barely visible because of the light, and, and I love the effect that she put on it, but she even captured some of my tattoos that are on my arm, like, just so much detail in this. I, I love it. She put, the, she put the vibration, like, semi, like, phased out of reality effect on Slender Man. Yes. Ooh, that was kind of cool. So insane. Just absolutely, absolutely in love with her new artwork. Or new artwork. We're definitely going to be using Angie in the future for any any other artwork. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe even shirt designs. Who knows? Go ahead real quick and just pull up her Twitter. She has a link for commissions. Yes. Uh, but I want to make sure that we give you guys the proper Twitter handle. That way you guys can go look her up. Uh, she is open for commissions right now. Um, she actually was talking to me over the process of making them. And she was telling me how much she lo- she hasn't drawn monsters in forever, so she had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, you can reach out to her via redbubble.com uh, forward slash people forward slash Angie Masinson, I guess. I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. I do apologize to Andrew if you listen to this episode and I mispronounced it, but definitely check out her Redbubble page. She does, you know, uh, stickers. She does full-on artwork like she did for us. Uh, you know, she puts them on t-shirts too as well. Yep. Um, you know, she does a lot of good good stuff, so I, I, I can't yeah. recommend her enough. It, um, it, it's really simple too. Like for anyone, you just go to your, her Twitter and literally her pinned tweet is her commission request form and you just simply fill it out and she'll email you back. Uh, well, I I think at this moment, the reason why I gave her Redbubble, um, I think that her profile is currently set to locked. Oh, okay, okay. So I wanted to make sure that if people go there, you know, and they can't. Um, she also has a Google Doc for request form. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to her and see if we can't also put that link in our episode. That way, yeah, if anybody yeah. just wants to listen to it, can go there as well. Um, yeah, we'll do that, yeah. That, that way, you know, we give her the proper... Yeah. ...that she's owed for doing such a good job on such a short amount of time, too. Like, literally, yeah. D- we d- like, just yeah, a couple we'll, of days, yeah. We want this it. idea, and she's like, okay, this is how much it's going to run, and uh, what are you guys thinking? And, of course, my dumb brain immediately goes, uh, whatever. <laughs> Kyle's like, "What if we go with this idea?" And I'm like, "I'm cool with whatever, man." <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Just once again, thank you, Angie. If you're listening to this, uh, we 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 love the artwork so much, and we'll definitely gonna be using you in the future for any other ideas we may have. I, I I know for sure. Whenever me and Teddy get to a point where uh, <laughs> I may want to start thinking about uh, some some merch ideas, we're definitely gonna be coming coming to you for for some of that absolutely absolutely so now that we have you know officially uh, <laughs> talked about Angie for like 20 minutes don't get me wrong <laughs> she's fantastic and she deserves every minute of it uh, but that's not what everybody's here for everybody is here 
for today, the day we finally start talking about cryptids. Uh, for anybody who does not know, uh, Kyle and I are going to be doing a little bit of a series on our channel. Uh, the way we break it down is like every other week, we are going to be doing uh, what is called Cryptids A to Z, where both Kyle and I go down the list alphabetically and we pick one cryptid each from a letter. And then we do research on it and we share that research with you guys. So that's what we are here to do today. Kyle, have you done your research, sir? Uh, I, I do, I do. Fantastic. I kind of had to do a little bit of fast research, but that's because yeah. I also recently just got off of work. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had but... to... Uh, yeah, mine's not as long as I'd hoped. The, the, like, there's really not much... Uh, there's, really, there's really not, like, too much on this one, but and also everything there is, it's all pretty much the same. So, it's like if you if you go to YouTube and, and look this one up, it's literally just a bunch. There's really like maybe like six, like a couple minute videos on it. Oh, the, por <laughs> and, the poorly edited ones poorly that you said. Edited and produced. Yes, they got the Microsoft, uh, the the Microsoft Window Player it's, it's, like it's, swipe yeah. in like effect on it. And everything. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, honestly, though, I at first though when we were like. When we first picked these out, I was like, there's not a lot on this based off of its like Wikipedia page, but like, yeah. I actually Googled it. Yeah. And I have ties in to it as well. Yeah. So it'll be part of a part of like my like research that I've done on it. Yeah, that's what I did on, on mine. Uh I went to the wiki page at first. There was like maybe a couple of sentences on it if that and then I, I googled it and found uh, and found quite a few set, different sites where they all essentially said the same but i have luckily found one site that pretty much had everything all in one and so it's easier to follow and oh I, i've got multiple tabs i'm just gonna yeah. be flipping through them in order yeah and for anyone uh and for anyone listen uh, uh if you if you're interested in if you've never heard of this cryptid these cryptids and you and or and you don't know what they look like uh, just follow our twitter page uh, uh one of us will make sure to post pictures of them as well throughout the week oh yeah for sure man we are we are gonna make sure that we give you guys all the good stuff that goes along with it any hype anything uh you know research related if you guys want to know our sources and, you know we'll be more than happy to show you all the links for the research that we have found but since I introduced this episode, and I'm sure people, you know, heard plenty of me in the last one, uh, I think let's start. Let, let's let's do yours first, Kyle. All right. So my cryptid is, and I'm sorry if I butcher this name, is Altamaha. I believe that's correct, or or Alti. Who who's uh, who's some of the people who have seen who some of the people who have seen this cryptid uh, 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 call the uh, call the cryptid and Alti more or less is basically uh, North America's uh, version of the Loch Ness monster. I mean, honestly, just looking at the picture, kind of resembles what the Loch Ness monster is depicted depicted to look like anyway. Uh. So, so Alti is pretty much uh, is is pretty much uh, located 
near the mouth of the Altamaha River in southeastern Georgia, which is interesting because uh, I, I live I live in a redneck cryptid. <laughs> well, well, I live in Alabama, and I'm only like maybe a couple hours away from Georgia. Who knows? Maybe if uh, if if this is uh, on my way when I go to Orlando, uh, maybe I'll I'll make a pit stop and try and try and try and catch a glimpse of Alti on my way to Orlando. Sir, you better not. You better <laughs> make it to Halloween Horror Nights, or Cece's gonna revive you like a warlock just to beat you up. Oh, I know. Cece would kill me if I don't make it. She she would resurrect you like a wild warlock just to kill you. <laughs> like, you uh, son of a so, bitch. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so just so it's easier to say, I don't butcher the name. I'm just gonna refer to the cryptid as Alti for uh, for the, the rest of this. So, Alti, like I said, is located in in Georgia, and there's been you know all kinds of sightings for Alti for for a long, long time. And, and pretty much from my research, the, the, the very first uh, sightings of Alti comes from uh, a Native Americans who were in the area back in the late 1800s. So, to give you like a description, like a, an idea of what Alti looks like, and like I said before, uh, we'll make sure to post a picture on our Twitter uh, of the cryptids, so, 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 so you'll know what we're talking about. So Alti is basically described as having a sturgeon-like body, and and by that they mean uh, Alti has like a bony ridge on the top with front flippers and no back limbs. It is said to swim like a dolphin, and it is said to have the snout of a crocodile with large protruding eyes and large sharp teeth. It's a very, very interesting thing. Uh, like I said before, like it, I, I can't put over how much this looks just like the Loch Ness Monster. And, I mean, it, it's referred to as the Loch Ness Monster of North America. So, <laughs> so it makes funny. sense. What is it? I was saying that, that that's that's kind of funny that they call it the Loch Ness Monster of the yeah. U.S. Considering Loch Ness Monster is specifically to a a, a particular right. body of water over here. Yeah, but uh, its color is, is... The, the the Georgia Nest Monster. <laughs> the Georgia Nest Monster, nice. The color of the that people have seen uh, tends to either be gray or green with uh, a whitish yellow underbelly. Uh, reports from people who have seen it indicate that it is about 20 to 30 feet long, and though some have suggested seeing smaller or larger uh, larger ones, suggesting that maybe there may be more than one. Ooh. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, if I, I mean, if I was a betting person, I would probably say there's probably more than one if it's out there i mean yeah i mean nobody comes from nowhere Nothing exactly else. now things can asexually reproduce but i right. outside of claims from jurassic park and mixing frog dna um i don't i don't think dinosaurs at that time uh could asexually reproduce 
Right. <laughs> and it, it is my opinion uh, as far as like those kind of monsters go. I, I generally do believe that what they see is maybe like uh, a creature that they think may be like a dinosaur that may have survived. Like there is the popular belief that the Megadon still exists in the water. So it's not unreasonable to believe that the yeah. dinosaur was down deep enough in the water that it would have been unaffected I, by the, yeah. the meteor. I, I mean, spoiler alert, but whenever I see reports of Loch Ness Monster and looking at it, it, it literally looks exactly like one of the dinosaurs. I'm like, th th that is a dinosaur, no doubt. <laughs> that, be, that's be, all it is. It could be uh, a Brachiosaurus that you're not seeing its feet. You know, yeah. it could be the... Uh, the uh, it's not the Neuropleurodon, but like the Plesiosaurus, I believe, is also yeah. a long-necked, uh, fin creature. Yeah, I, th I think that's the one that I've pretty much, like, any time I hear about the Loch Ness Monster, I'm like, that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, if it's there. Yeah, but, uh, it, it's got, it's, it's got the, I, I was just looking it up, it actually does exactly look like a Plesiosaurus. Right? So... So, so you know, you know, so the, the people have suggested that maybe there's there's more than one. Uh, people who've seen it have said that they've seen it, it, it basking itself on the shore or strolling casually along the river, and some have even said that they've seen seen it react defensively when it's in the presence of of, uh, of boaters. Hmm. Though there's no. I'll go on, Teddy. Were you, were you going to say something? Oh, no, no. I said, I said interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. It is. It's very interesting. Though though there's no physical evidence of Alti, uh, of Alti has been found, uh, like I said, uh, tales date back for centuries with Native Americans describing it as a giant snake-like creature that hissed and bellowed. That sounds so, like a gator, though. I mean, it's Georgia, right? You know, like, it is Georgia. Yeah, it is Georgia. Yeah. Depends on how far it is in Georgia. It's not unreasonable to believe that they would have gators the same way Florida and Louisiana does. Yeah. So. One of the first non-native reports of the creature dates April 18, 1830, when a correspondent of the Savannah Georgian newspaper reported multiple sightings of a sea monster on the Georgia coast. The primary uh, eyewitness was Captain... Helena of the of of the Schroener Eagle, who reported seeing a large creature off of Saint Simmons Island below the mouth of the Altamaha River. Uh, Captain Delano's description stated that it was about seventy feet long, its circumference about the size of a barrel, and its head resembled that of an alligator. Five other five other men on the on the Schroener, also reported having seen the monster, as well as several planters on St. Stimmons Island. 70 feet long. That's a big boy. That's Girl. a big, a big, big, That's big, right, big Gunner. Monster. You tell him that is a big dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, and for anyone listening, sorry for that inter, uh, for that interruption. That is my, my little baby uh, chihuahua, Gunner. Hey, listen, Gunner, as much as this podcast, just the same way Finn Gunner is, is. I guarantee you at some point yes. in time, Finn's going to jump up on my desk because the door's open. Exactly. And he's like my appendage. He never lets me like be without him. Gunner is my is my baby. You're his but, emotional support human. <laughs> basically, yeah. 
Well, uh, so uh, in the 1920s, Timberman right in the river reported sighting a large snake-like water monster, and in 1935, a group of hunters spotted what they called a giant snake swim through the river. In the 1940s, Boy Scouts reported seeing the creature as well as two officials from the Reedsville State Prison from the 1950s. Oh yeah, that's, so, that's, that's two groups of people you can believe, the Boy Scouts and criminals. Yeah, criminals, Boy Scouts, and then Listen, yeah. Listen, man, you can't trust those Boy Scouts. Those kids are <laughs> shady as shit. Not the Girl Scouts. The Girl Scouts are studying <laughs> cookies, you know. They can do whatever they want with it. But those Boy Scouts, as a former Boy Scout, there's some oh. shady stuff going on in that organization right there. It's a reason that, why I didn't make it to an Eagle Scout. And that's Scout Sauna right there. <laughs> Three fingers and everything. Three fingers up and everything, or whatever. <laughs> so this is... So this is Chris. So like, you know, we're literally getting reports back from that range from 1830 and 1950. That's a long time, man. That's that's yeah. longer than the time that my cryptid is <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys! Get ready to take a travel back in time. A long time. Oh, so in. In 1969, uh, two brothers were fishing on the Altamaha River at Clark's Buff. They reported seeing an animal that they first thought was a sturgeon, but quickly changed their mind when they got a better look, stating that it measured about 10 to 12 feet long. See, this is weird. It's like, this is why I guess people are thinking that maybe there's more than one, because we're getting way different sizes here. And, And it's not like it's like, it's not like sizes where it's like, oh, okay, oh, it was just a simple mistake. You can't mistake 10 to 12 versus 70. Yeah. <laughs> Those sturgeons, though, they get huge, man. I'm That's like true. looking at a picture of like just an average size sturgeon because I was like, I don't know what the fuck a sturgeon is. Um, <laughs> and it's literally being held up by three pretty decent sized, like burly dudes, and it's yeah. still bigger than them. Wow. So, you know, so they saw one that measured 12, 10 to 12 feet long, and they said it had a stout like an alligator and a horizontal tail. Now, I'm noticing a trend that people, even though the sizes aren't exactly uh, uh, coming up correctly, they are getting the basic appearance correct. Almost everybody is reporting the same basic appearance. Yeah. So it's pretty clear these people are seeing the same thing, the same creature, or one of the same creatures. They also describe the creature as having a triangular ridge along the top of its body, sharp pointed teeth, and being gunmetal gray in color, which, you know, they said gray or green. In the summer of 1980, ooh, oh, ooh. somewhat oh. recent, not really. <laughs> But yeah. Still, what forty years ago at this point? Getting there. Almost. There actually is a well, not really a recent. There's like a there's one from last. There's one from the last decade, uh, in here. So in the summer of 1980, two men reportedly saw saw uh, Alti stranded on a mud bank near Cathedral Creek, and I apologize once again if I butcher these names. They reported that the animal was lying halfway in the water, thrashing and trying to free itself from the bank. They described it as being dark colored with rough skin about 20 feet long. While watching, the creature freed itself, submerged, and disappeared. Later that year, in December of 1980, 
Another man reported having seen what he thought was Alti in Smith Lake. His description said the animal was 15 to 20 feet long, snake-like with two brown humps that protruded from the water and left behind a wake like that of a speedboat. Another report in the 80s described by a crab fisherman stated the creature looked like the world's biggest eel. Hmm. And it's it's funny that, that they said that because you know that there's been recent like uh, recent like things on, on the, the Loch Ness monster saying that now people think that it's just a giant eel. Did not know that uh, it could be also yeah. a giant snake because I mean anacondas yeah. exist. It's unrealistic, or it's not unrealistic to say that you know maybe it's just a giant Who knows? anaconda. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to send you that that link. Yeah, apparently there's been recent things saying that the lot is monstered by scientists have been saying that, that they believe it may just be a giant eel. You can't trust scientists. <laughs> they all lie to you. Area 52 apparently doesn't exist, but the U.S. government even came out and was like, yeah, there might be aliens, guys. <laughs> and I say this is somebody who used to be employed by Uncle Sam. <laughs> and, and what's funny is that is that literally the alien debunking thing came out last year in the middle of everything going on and, and everybody was just like oh well that's cool we don't really care there's other stuff going on <laughs> over 500,000 people died of course we weren't giving you shit about aliens even though at the very very beginning of the pandemic i believe all this started around the time that people started to raid area 51 i remember that yeah i watched so many like instagram videos and YouTube. dude the, the memes that came out of that was the greatest thing ever I, I i watched somebody literally naruto run in front of a film camera <laughs> and i was like i can't believe that person did like I, I was there waiting like all day waiting for the reporter thing and then i see the videos and it's really just people sitting outside area 51 uh doing poses and taking instagram videos and i'm like well this is it well it wasn't just that like um so like there was like a community promoter and like there was actually like musical performances and stuff like that. Oh, wow. But what was nice though, is like everybody who went there knew that they were never there. They were not going to step past any of the guards to get on that base, which I don't need to tell you what would happen if that tried to happen. If they tried to steal area 51, it would not end up very good for them. They're not going to find the information that they want. So I definitely uh, I they, figured so. It was not. It was very nice to see them keep it all like friendly and civilized, and just had a good time. You know, it was like uh like Burning Man, but for like aliens. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, enough of the uh, alien tangent that we <laughs> that we went off on. Uh, people are here for cryptids. I mean, aliens uh, are cryptids. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but we'll save them for another episode. Yeah. Maybe. So, so like I said, people in the 1980s are seeing it, and they're describing it as the world's biggest eel. Well, a more recent report in 2002 uh, was uh, by a man pulling a boat up the river near Brunswick who reported seeing something over 20 feet in length and 6 feet wide break the water. In tw- 2010, this is the most recent from what I've been able to find, an amateur photographer captured a video of something strange swimming in the channel off Fort King George Historic Site in Darien. Hmm. It's reported that sightings of Alti continue to this day. And for anyone uh, more interested in reading that, 
or learn more, that is from legendsofamerica.com, and we will leave that link in the description of this episode. For sure, man. All all the links that we will or all the links that we've discussed in this and any of our research, like I said, we'll still make sure that it's you know up so you can verify it yourself, or if you're more curious about it, you can you know see where that rabbit hole leads you. Yep, and yeah, that's pretty much all I have on 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 mine. All right. Well, let's it's... let's ask your uh, let's ask the the, the age old question there. Uh, on our cryptometer, how, how how realistic do you rate that? Yeah, and for anyone listening who uh, who who uh, don't know what we're talking about, yeah, sorry for jumping uh, the gun, guys. Yes, yeah. oh, you're good. <laughs> you're good. On our cryptid episodes, you're going to hear us say we're going to plug this into the cryptometer, and what we're going to do is after we we get we tell our cryptid story and and everything. On a we're gonna we're gonna plug it to what we call the the crypto meter, and from on a scale of one to five, we're gonna tell what our believability is in whether or not we in being you know one to being the lowest, five to being the highest in believing that it exists. Just, just for reference, one in terms of believability is like the the, the January sixth uh, uh, attack on our our capital. You know the, the the big lie that the election was stolen. That's a one. All right. <laughs> That is oh the most God. unbelievable shit out there. So it is. It is from a scale to the January sixth attacks to, to most likely true, or we believe it to be true. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Ah. You know, just because of all the different sightings ranging from, I mean, centuries, and everybody pretty much keeping the same appearance but not really the same length uh i mean keep keep in consideration maybe say one person came across a fully grown one versus that's one true. that came across one that maybe was a baby that's true and that's also taking into account that there could be more than one exactly which i mean there most likely is uh i'm gonna give it a I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a four. I, I'm gonna give it a three. Uh, the, the reason okay. why I gave it a three, I, I believe, like, if over the years the story is still the same, that the, for the most part the description doesn't change, then they're onto something. They're seeing something. But like I said, I still have a belief that there are dinosaurs that have, you know, survived, say, uh, the asteroid strike. You know, like megalodons or, uh, you know, like Loch Ness Monster could be like a plesiosaurus. So um, I believe in that sense that what they're looking at may be not this mythical creature, but like something that already existed in our world that maybe you just don't see on an everyday basis. So I, I think it's somewhat, yeah. I think it's somewhat believable, but I think they're just confused about what they're looking at, which is also uh, the segue into... Uh, my cryptid because it's very similar it's it's and you'll you'll see when i explain it to you Kyle. okay all right so i do apologize i do not speak spanish so i'm going to butcher some of these things when i said we are going to take a you know nice travel through time i really meant it we are going back to aztec era for this one 
Uh, my cryptid wow. is the huizotl, or huizotl, um, I believe is how it's actually pronounced. Um, it is a legendary creature from Aztec mythology. And this actually came around, uh, the, a lot of these sightings took place during the times of like when Hernan Cortez first came over and, you know, did what he did to a lot of the indigenous life there, you know, slaughtered, massacred, that brought them, you know, disease and all that crap. Um, and it's actually a tie-in because the Ahuizotl is uh, also called an uh, the water dog or spiny aquatic thing, but it's also a name for a ruler during that time by the exact same name. He was the eighth Aztec ruler, and he ruled over parts of, it looks like, South Mexico leading into the top of South America, like in that area. Um, I believe the official area... Where'd it go? Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties, a.k.a. my brain derped. Um, so it was like in the areas of... Teno Chitatlan. I, I do apologize if I mispronounce that, but that was the general area um, where his seat of power was. Um, it stretches for quite a bit from southern, you know, Central America into uh, the Amazon rainforest area. He actually ruled for a long time, and he actually was thought to have channeled this creature. Like, a lot of Aztecs believed in back then, by channeling an animal's spirit, you gained their their strengths. You know, if you channeled, say, uh, a water creature, then you would swim faster. If you channeled the, the, the you know, a jaguar, you would have the agility of a jaguar. Uh, stuff of that nature. Um, and this creature is so wildly weird in its description, but it, it is the most logical explanation ever. It's the funniest thing. So, this creature's description is being that of a size of a small dog with waterproof fur. It all Waterproof fur? Yes. Keep that in mind. That, hmm. that is, the, to quote Mickey Mouse, that's a tool that we will use later. Uh, and it said that its name comes from its propensity for its fur to spike up when it leaves water. It's said to have hands similar to a monkey, which are capable of manipulation, both on its arm and its tail. Now, while doing some research about this, the best way, if anybody's kind of confused as to how to picture this, if you've ever played the game Pokemon, you would actually technically be familiar with a Weasel. And... Uh, by that, I actually mean his character was uh, the inspiration for the Pokemon Apom. And if anybody knows that, Apom is a monkey with a hand on his tail. Um, now, it's not a dog, but, you know, Nintendo has to take his liberties and whatnot. But that's, that's generally the best way to describe how this creature looked. Um, you know, it ruled during the Aztec Empire... Uh, you know, it, li it was found living in deep pools of water, caverns. Um, 
you know, basically it was known to snatch people from the water's edge, um, quote unquote, and I do apologize for getting a little too gory, but it was known to snatch people from the water's edge that so it could feast on their eyes, nails, and their teeth. Did you say nails? Nails, as in like their fingernails and their toenails. Well, okay then. <laughs> Alternately, the the Aztecs or uh, the indigenous people in that area, I don't want to lump them all as Aztecs because it was, I also border, believe it bordered on the, the, the line of what was the Mayan Empire. Um, but basically... Uh, a lot of these people believed that they were so sacred. Like, you know, if you were killed by one of them, it was essentially you angered the gods. So much that they viewed it as sacred is not only did they view the beast sacred, they had special situations prepared for any victims who fell prey to this creature. Specifically, uh, you know, if a person was killed by them, only priests were allowed to touch the body. And they were buried in a house that was surrounded by water. And it was said to believe, uh, you know, they said to believe, have the belief that if anybody who was not a priest touched the body, that he would be the Ahuizol's next victim, or they would get gout. It's I like how it goes from something super serious to like gout, which you know is, is pretty serious, but yeah. like on the scale of like death and living, you know, they're like night yeah. and day. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun, cool things I was looking up. Um, like I said, I started to fall down uh, that hole. Um, it's known to lure people towards the water by making a sound that sounds like a baby crying. And that's how they, you know, they lured them. Um, that's scary. Yeah. So basically anytime a person would show up because they would think they'd hear a baby or something like that, nope, we saw them snatch them up. You know? And they, they, there was many written reports during that time that, you know, they would find human bodies missing their eyes and their their nails and their teeth. Uh, Why the nails? I can't get over the nails. I'll, I'll explain it in a minute. Like, uh, I'll get to that part. It, it sounds weird right now. But once I explain, like, what I think the natural, like, confusion behind it is, um, you know, it, it will make more sense. Um, but... There have been reportings famously through history uh, when Hernan Cortez came to the area, um, you know, did all the crap that he did and left. He actually went back to, uh, you know, his castle, or the, I think it was the, the, the Castle of Castile, I believe. Um Yes, uh, he, went, he, went, he went. Yeah, he went to the kingdom of Castile. He went specifically to the king himself there, and even told the king that a Huizoto killed some of his men. Now, uh, now, see, it wasn't just that though. And more recently, of course, still, you know, a long time since this has passed, and it has been a long time since it was reported. Um, in fifteen twenty nine. 
there was a Spanish monk by the name of Fra Bernardino da Shahagan. He went down to Mexico, and his entire purpose there was to convert the Aztecs there to Christianity. And he, you know, listened to their stories. He got to know their society and, like, their, their you know, their, their beliefs and stuff like that. And the reason why he was doing that, you would think, would be like, oh, he's some sort of historian, right? You know, he wants to uh, preserve, like, the, the, the lore, you know, the history and the culture of these people that, you know, maybe people may not see. Um, no, no, he did what every other missionary does. They go into your area, they come up with Christianity, and they say, hey, here's why everything you believe in is wrong, and here's why you should believe in God. This man literally set out to disprove the Huizotl's stories, which brings me to the third part and why I think it's a massive misunderstanding. Notice how when I gave its descriptions, Kyle, I said that it had waterproof fur and it was kind of like a small dog that has yeah. ambidextrous, uh, you know, or, or it, it's pretty dexterous with its hands. What does that sound like to you? And and no, it's not a raccoon. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, waterproof fur. Shaped like a small dog. Shaped like a small dog. Oh, hmm. I'm thinking... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Otters. Otters. Oh. This yes. set out. And the reason why I honestly myself, and I will get to the rating after, but the reason why I believe this, this man set out, and of course he set out for the wrong reasons. He was like, I'm going to prove these people wrong. He did prove them wrong, ultimately. However, what he was looking at, he didn't necessarily understand it fully himself. But the descriptions of everything that he said and the location of where all the, the, the sightings and the, the bodies were found was right dead smack in the center of the territory of the Neotropical Otter. The waterproof fur huh. makes sense because the Neotropical Otters are river otters. Yeah. And they're known for being dexterous, kind of like a raccoon. Because yeah. that's how they shimmy, they, they, you know, they use the rocks, they smash open clamps, and they hold each other's hands so they don't float away kind of thing. Now, those are more behaviors known to the sea otter, but the the neotropical ones are also known for pretty much the same thing. Uh, being very dexterous, uh, they, they tend to be in more packs. Um, you know, they eat, you know, krill and, you know, shells and any bugs in the water they may find. Uh, stuff of that nature. The description of it fits. They said it was like a blackish to dark brown color, which is pretty accurate to daughters. Um, 
even even the like description of it like with the exception of having the the, the long t- hand tail uh river mm-hmm. hunters are known for having somewhat long tails like they they have pretty decent sized tails uh you know during that time like you know everything was like some sort of like god representation to them and not disrespecting anything that the Aztecs believed. Uh, but I definitely I definitely think that this one specifically is the neotropical otter. Cause I'm I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you it right now, Kyle. Look at this. I'm gonna send it through Facebook real quick. <laughs> but look tell me tell me look at the map of where this resides from, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll show you the the area in which he. Uh, I'll just through through Sandcaster. You can see the messages here. Boom. All right. So that's the neotropical otter link that I sent you, and I'm going to use a map based off of the ruler of Weasel, uh, mm-hmm. to show you. The, uh, the the yellow part on the the Huizotl, uh map is his kingdom, and then you look at the map of the neotropical others and tell me they do not overlap. Oh, hold on, neotropical. The yeah, they definitely overlap. It, it runs right through it for uh, anybody who is not seeing the map. The, the range for the neotropical otters starts about the, the, the center of Central America and goes all the way down towards Argentina and Peru. That like that the, the bottom of the uh, South America. Let me make sure that I'm actually <laughs> saying the right countries and not sound like a dumbass. Uh, I, I swear to God. Okay, I was right. Yeah, yeah. Our Argentina, not Peru. Excuse me. Argentina and Chile. So, half right. <laughs> um, but it, 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 go, it goes down through that entire area. So it's not unrealistic to say that maybe they were just looking at something and didn't realize it was. Heck, a priest who was like, I'm going to show you guys up. He himself even got it wrong. Because he saw the creature that they described, he's just like, it didn't have a hand for a tail. He didn't discredit the fact that they were quote-unquote killing people. Which, if you piss off a river otter and they, they squat up on you, like, that's most definitely something that's within their abilities. Uh, they, they square up in, uh, like, t- take a, say, like, a, another variety of it. Uh, they're they're known to square up to to crocodiles, so it's not unrealistic to say that maybe say a human stumbled into maybe one of their nests or something like that, and they were just defending themselves. Now it makes sense when I say about the otters why they they take the toes and the teeth is because of stuff like marrow or. Uh, you know, the calcium in it, you know, like they, they eat things that they literally crush with rocks and they crush shell. So it's, it's pretty much in their diet anyways, to have something like of that nature, you know, 
Kyle? Yeah, so... I thought you died for a second. I was like, where'd you go? No. And no, I was still on mute for accident. Uh, so basically these... So basically... They're basically just seeing a neotropical uh, otter. In my... In Most my likely. opinion, based off of everything I've read, I, I've pulled up multiple sites, by the way. Um, the the part where, you know, I got the, the, you know, how it sounds like a crying baby stuff of that. Um, that actually came from the fieldmuseum.com um, under mythic creatures, specifically aquatic mythic creatures. Um, yeah. Obviously links will be in uh, the video as well. Um, but I, I can't believe, like, they just look at something like, and it makes sense. History has proven to do that before. Christopher Columbus thought, you know, he quote unquote had sex with a mermaid and turns yeah. out those were just manatees. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> now luckily nobody tried to have sex with these things according to any of the lore, because if it ate its eyeballs and their teeth and their yeah. nails. I'm sure it's going to go for sensitive parts first. Oh, yeah. But as far as my cryptometer goes, I say that this one, in my opinion, is is is, is a two. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with two as well. Like I said, from everything you, you pointed out, it honestly just sounds like they're just seeing a deotropical sea it, otter. It's, it's not... If it were just me making that comparison, maybe it could be, like, dissuaded or, like, maybe that's my interpretation of it dismissed kind of thing. But if you actually Google a huizotl or a Mexican otter, a huizotl pops up. Yeah. Um, if you look up a huizotl, it pops up references to river otters on Google. So, it has been well, like, documented that, like, this is, you know, what is believed to be this. And I, I definitely see it, based off of the, the description alone, saying that, you know, it's propensity for its fur to spike when it leaves water. If you look in otter, dude, they've got spiky fur. It's not, like, soft fur. And I imagine when it gets out the water, like any other creature, like a dog or a cat, it'll get hard. So, the fact that it's the length of a small dog also makes sense, because they're long, they're kind of like, I want to say, dachshund-like length long. Um, you know, they've got very sharp teeth, you know, like, every everything about the descriptions based off of everything I've seen here, with the exception of the hand tail, uh, they, they, they just tell me that this is an otter. I knew it was an otter when I was reading this, and it was like waterproof fur and i'm like like an otter <laughs> it's cool though because like not only was this guy a cryptid like and a leader like you used to channel him but he was also a friend of the water gods so like they were weary of this thing but they were also like every time we see this this thing brings water to us so yay <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> Freaking yeah. sea otter. <laughs> just, I, I, it's, it's, it's weird that history does stuff like this. 
to me, I like yeah. I in the process of us doing research for a lot of the creepy pastas and the cryptids and stuff like that. I actually stumbled across a specific news article uh, that talked about how Christopher Columbus, quote unquote, alleged that he had sex with a mermaid. And people were like, well, we all know that mermaids were proven to be manatees. And yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, from the, the ones krakens that, we... that people saw on boats and the legendary sea monsters just turned out to be whale penises. So <laughs> history has proven that people see some shit and they've never seen it before. Their mind makes up like weird ways to describe it. Uh, if that's not yeah. necessarily how it looked, we do that with people. We're like, oh yeah, that person looks like X and X. And then we show them a picture side by side and it looks nothing like them, but we're still convinced it does. Yeah, that's pretty much the situation. <laughs> it's a water dog. And it's, 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 it's definitely an honor, man. Like this one's not believable. Not quite January 6th attacks on our capital, uh, capital, unbelievable, but pretty, pretty out there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not, uh, yeah, definitely not believable. Other than it being a sea otter. I will leave that, though, up to you guys at home. What do you guys think? Do you think it's just history doing it again? Where they, uh, you know, just think that it's something when it's completely not? Um, or is it actually a creature that was, you know, a friend to the, you know, to the water gods and, like, the, the, the Aztec leader himself, you know, channeled it to, you know, get its power? I want to. I want to know what you guys think. We're also gonna. We're gonna also post that like poll, like once this episode comes out on yeah. our Twitter, because I'm. I'm interested to see like what people believe about like cryptids and how believable they themselves believe it. I want to see also about yours. Yeah, you know, yeah I agree. We should. We should put. Uh, put them up there. We, we should compare them. We want. I want to see. You know what people think between those two is more believable. Because it's, yeah. it's always fun to, 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 to make them fight each other, you know? <laughs> Who would win? The, the, the creature <laughs> from Georgia or a most definitely a neotropical otter? Ooh, I don't know. I don't... That neotropical otter is pretty... pretty... It's a pretty yeah, vicious I mean, thing. it goes for your eyes. But it's something from Georgia. <laughs> and, like, if... That river is where I think it is. It's 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 like not anywhere near Florida, so I can't really like feel that it's like super like Florida influenced, but like it could also be a gator, you know? So Yeah. I feel like that one's more plausible in my opinion, uh, than, you know, the one that I had discussed honestly but you know like i said i want i want to see everybody else's opinions uh i'm interested in hearing your guys's views on it um anything else you might want to add though kyle oh uh, not necessarily regarding any of this uh i think we pretty much uh we're pretty much 
we're pretty good on this part. Fantastic, man. Well, uh, hope you're ready for guys for next week, because it is Kyle's turn to tell you guys a scary story. That's right. From what I hear, he's got a good one picked out for you guys. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I'm 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 pretty excited to pretty excited to share for next oh, week. I, lo- for I sure. love scary stories and uh, a little bit of a peek into the future, not necessarily at the second, but looking forward. We are, if anybody is listening, interested in coming on and wanting to hear some uh, some spooky stories with us, or they want to come on to possibly talk about you know one of their favorite cryptids on that letter. You know, just reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to try to see if we can work that out with you. Alright, well I think that is it for us guys. Uh, Like I said, my name is Teddy. And I'm Kyle. You guys have a spooky night. Thanks for listening.